Hello and welcome to the Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, will look ahead at some of the top 2023 NFL draft prospects. It's a real dead time in the NFL offseason, so now is a great time to start looking ahead to next April. Also do a top 10 mock draft for 2023. So without further ado, here we go. Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. BlueChew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LEAGUE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LEAGUE, L-E-A-G-U-E, to receive your first month free. All right, looking at the top prospects, uh, you have to start with Bam Edrusher, Will Anderson Jr. Um, he's 6'4", 243. Um, he's built like a tank. He's a stud, I and mean, he's going to be in the upper echelon of guys like the Bosa Brothers and Chase Youngs. Um, he's a top two top three pick if the top pick whoever gets that top pick come next april um if they don't need a quarterback then will anderson's gonna be the pick i don't see how he's not he had 57 tackles last year 17 and a half sacks 24 and a half total in his first two years his freshman and sophomore year at alabama um but i mean he's very talented very quick off the edge strong you know, strong player as well plays power and speed um, so he's gonna be you know a top three pick at the worst in uh, 2023 then you have his teammate quarterback uh heisen winning quarterback bryce young uh, he's only six foot 194. Obviously, had more of a slender frame, but he had a great last, great year last year. 4,872 passing yards, 47 touchdowns, and just seven interceptions. He had 87.6 QBR, which was second in all the nation. Um, and Bryce Young's a guy that I really like. He reads the field very well, very well, very mobile in the pocket. Um, you know, obviously, has a great uh, ability to escape the pocket and make plays with his legs. And that's obviously a great you know aspect to have in the NFL today. Um, so Bryce Young's a guy that I think also is potentially a top ten to, to be the top pick in the draft next year. Then you have Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Um, he's 6'3", 215, more of a modern type build for an NFL quarterback. Um, definitely bigger than Bryce Young. He had 4,435 yards last year, 44 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and a 91.6 QPR, which was uh, best in all of the nation. Stroud, obviously, is another guy that's intentionally to be the number one pick next year. Um, great arm strength, probably the best arm in the draft class, um, as things stand today. Um, and he's a guy, obviously, you know, a lot of people were down in Ohio State as you know, quarterback factory, which, you know, they haven't really had much success in that aspect. But you, know, you can't scout the helmet, you got to scout the player. So CJ Stroud's a guy that's going to be a top five pick next year at worst. Then you have his teammate receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, six foot 197. He definitely is, as of right now, the number one receiver in this year's draft class. As a sophomore last year, he had 95 catches, 1,606 yards, 16.9 YPC yards per catch, and nine touchdowns. And obviously, the stat line that sticks out the most was his game against Utah in the Rose Bowl, which had you know good secondary guys that are in the NFL now. He'll be featuring NFL players. He had 15 catches, 347 yards, good for a 23.1 yard per catch, and three touchdowns in that game alone. Um, obviously, he was already having a great year before that, but that was a you know big capper to end his sophomore year and really give him you know a big push going into his junior year, his first year of draft eligibility. 
Then you have Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter. He can play inside and outside at 6'3", 210. Um, he's really disruptive on the inside. He's a good pass rusher, really good against the run. He, he had 20 tackles and three sacks last year. Um, you know, arguably he was the best player on that vaunted and very, you know, almost historic defense defense in Georgia. And they had the first pick in last year's this past year's draft, Trayvon Walker. Jalen Carter is going to be a top 10 pick. You know, if he was a top, if he's the most talented player on that defense, and you know, they had number one pick last year um, off it. You know, Carter's a guy that you know just to show you how special he is. Then you have his TJ teammate at Georgia, quarterback Keely Ringo, excuse me, 6'2", 205. Um, he had 34 tackles, two interceptions, eight pass deflections last year. He had actually the game ceiling pick six in the title game um, off Alabama's Bryce Young. Um, so Keely Ringo's a guy has you know, the prototypical 6'2 size in the NFL. A lot of what teams are looking for those long-ranging corners now. Um, Ringo's a guy, another guy that has top 10 potential. Then you have Texas running back Bijan Robinson, six foot two, fourteen. Um, you know Texas has been down the last couple of years as a program, but you know they're hoping to turn things around with Sarkeesian. They they actually just uh, secured Arch Manning to come um, be their quarterback in two years. Um, excuse me, in twenty twenty four. He's obviously the nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning. Bijan Robinson's a guy that had one hundred ninety five carries. 1,102, 1,127 rushing yards, 5.8 average, 11 touchdowns. I also had 26 catches, 295 yards, and four touchdowns. 15 touchdowns total. Um, there was no running back taken in the first round last year in the 2022 draft, but I, I think it's you know very very likely here that John Robinson is going to break that trend and be you know first round pick next year. Um, Looking to the offensive line, you have Northwestern tackle Peter Skorinski, six foot four, two a little bit smaller. Could you know stand to put on 10 15 more pounds, but he's really effective um, at left tackle. Um, again, another guy that could be a top 10 pick right now. Um, I think he's the best tackle in the draft class. Then, looking at a few receivers here, you have USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. Um, he's a guy that has first few years at Pitt, you know, had an amazing last amazing year last year, winning the Fred Milikoff Award. Um, he had 100 catches, 1593 yards, 15.9 yard average there, and 17 touchdowns. Um, you know, obviously moving to USC and being utilized in Lincoln Riley's offense, who's produced NFL receivers like Marquise Brown and CeeDee Lamb, is only going to make Jordan Addison's um, profile go up even more. He's a little bit slender build at 175, but he's another guy that should be a top 15 pick. Um, really good route runner, really good off the edge, really good hands. I mean, really good off the line. And he had tremendous hands, um, evident of his 100 catches last year. So um, obviously he's going to a different program this year, but I think it's, you know, going with a, you know, Amazing play caller in college, one of the best college coaches in the nation, and Lincoln Riley. Um, they're only going to help Addison's draft stock. Stock. Then you have LSU wide receiver Keishon Butte, six foot one ninety. Um, he had thirty eight catches, five hundred nine yards, thirteen point four yard per catch, and nine touchdowns. That was only in six games last year. Um, if he was able to play a full, uh, he only played six due to injury. If he was to play, you know, a full twelve game season. At 76 catches, over 100, 000, excuse me, over 1,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. So he's another, you know, stud coming out of LSU. Obviously, you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in the last couple of years, and then going back to Odell and Jarvis Landry, DJ Chark. Um, so they're a wide receiver factory, probably the best wide receiver university in the last 10 years at least. Um, Sabute is another guy that uh, top 15, top 10 potential. I think he could be the second receiver taken, just behind Smith and Jigba. Um, then you have Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer. He's six foot four, two fifty one. He had seventy one catches, eight hundred and forty yards, eleven point yard. Let's see, good for eleven point eight yards per catch and seven touchdowns. Um, he's built like a modern inline tight end. You know that is is being. I want to say escape, but not as prevalent in the NFL today. Um, you had Kyle Pitts, who was a top five pick in 2021, and he's more of a receiver that can block, you know, pretty well. But Mayer's a guy's almost a throwback the way he's built and the way he plays. He's not afraid to block. Like I said, 840 yards receiving last year. Um, he could, you know, push a thousand yards this year. And again, he's going to be a top 15, top 20 pick. He'll be the first tight end taken next April. 
Then you have Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Um, he's 6'3", 232. He's a Penn State transfer. He had 2,826 yards passing last year, 24 touchdowns. Did have 13 interceptions. He's going to have to clean that up going into his last year of eligibility. Excuse me, a senior year at Kentucky. Um, he's losing his top wide receiver target on Wanda Robinson, but there's still some talent there in Kentucky. He had 30, excuse me, 376 yards rushing and nine touchdowns. That shows you his mobility as well. He's a big, physical, tough runner. Um, he has a chance to be the third quarterback taken um, in next year's draft class. Um, looking for teams like the Giants if they move on from Daniel Jones or Carolina or Atlanta. Um, if they're in that top 10, Levis is a guy that, to watch for um, in that range. So moving to a you know top 10, very, very rough mock draft. Um, I'm using the ESPN's Power Football Index for the top 10. Uh, they actually had the Commanders the top, the 10th pick. I changed that a little bit. I put the Steelers because they had the Steelers at 11, so I put Steelers at 10 and dropped the Commanders out of it. Um, I think Commanders are going to have a good year. Maybe it's, you know, being a little too confident, but I think they'll win enough games to stay at the top 10. Even if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's an 8 or 9 win team um, if Carson Wentz is able to play um, respectable football and that defense shows up. And obviously with a good running, running game with Gibson and McKissick and um, obviously, uh, Brian Robinson Jr., the rookie coming out of Alabama, and then you know, the list goes on. The playmakers could be one of the best offenses the team has had in a while with Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, Cam Sims, Logan Thomas, um, John Bates, and you know, guys like that. So um, I think this potential to be a pretty good season for commanders. So for those purposes, I'm pushing them out of the top 10. So anyways, getting back to the top 10. Uh, with the first pick is the Houston Texans, and I'm taking quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. I do like Davis Mills, um, but if they're in this position to be the first pick, obviously they had a horrible season. So I think they you know, go quarterback here. Get Bryce Young, who I think is the most talented quarterback in college football right now. Yes, he's a little bit smaller, but he has all the tools to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. So I think he would go number one to Houston. And number two would be the Detroit Lions. Um, I think Jared Goff is time to move on from him, especially if they're in the second pick again. They have a little more talent this year. I expect them to win, you know, maybe six or seven games this year, um, as long as golf is serviceable. But if not, if they're the second pick, I have them going cornerback CJ Stroud from Ohio State. You know, he's a big six three quarterback, two thirty. Um, Really good arm, and he would really you know fit in well with Jameson Williams and DJ Chark if he comes back after a one-year contract. Number three of the Jets, um, I'm taking Matt Drescher with Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Like I mentioned, the first prospect I talked about, he's potentially the number one pick next year, especially if the team doesn't need a quarterback. But Will Anderson's a guy that can really give the Jets some juice off the edge. They've been lacking that for years, and he'd be a guy that'd be an instantaneous double-digit sack um, addresser for them. Number four, the Jacksonville Jaguars going wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously is an up-and-coming young quarterback. Hopefully he has a good second year for Jacksonville. Uh, they invested a lot of money in that room this year with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Uh, but none of those guys are good as Smith Jigba. He'll be a number one wide receiver in the NFL. If they can get that guy for Trevor Lawrence, it'd be huge for Lawrence's development. Number five would be the Atlanta Falcons. I haven't taken quarterback Will Levis from Kentucky. And they did take Desmond Ritter last year in the third round. Um, but obviously I think his ceiling is a low-end starting quarterback. Then get a guy like Levis who could be a potential, you know, really, you know, solid NFL starting quarterback that they have to go that route, especially if they're picking in the top five. So I think Levis would be interesting uh, pick for the Falcons. Six, the other Carolina Panthers taking defensive lineman Jalen Carter from Georgia. He'd per pair perfectly with um, Derek Brown um, at the defensive tackle position. They'd be instantaneously probably the top defensive tackle combo in the NFL. It's seven of the Chicago Bears taking wide receiver Keishon Boutte from LSU. Um, Justin Fields needs weapons. The Bears receiver room is pretty bad outside of Darnell Mooney. A lot of guys that have on their second and third teams trying to, you know, still hold on the NFL. They're not doing Justin Fields any, you know, really service there to become a good NFL quarterback. Um, but hopefully if they get a guy like Boutte who could be a number one receiver, a pair really nice for Darnell Mooney, it'll really help Justin Fields, um, you know, hit his development and hit his potential in the NFL. 
The eight had the Giants taking tight end Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Looks like the Giants are rolling with Ricky Seals-Jones to be their number one tight end this, this year. Um, Washington fans are familiar with him. Um, he's a good, solid number two tight end. I don't know if he's a starting NFL tight end. So uh, the Giants could be quarterback here, especially for a top ten again if Daniel Jones has a poor year. Um, but for the purposes of this, I'm going Michael Mayer. He would be, you know, a really good tight end for the Giants. I um, mean, someone that, you know, could instant, really give that offense a really good target in the middle of the field um, to take the pressure off of Daniel Jones, whoever the quarterback is. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks second quarterback, Keely Ringo from Georgia. Seattle loves long corners. That's been their MO for 10, 12 years now. Ringo's at 6'2". Um, he could you know, be their number one corner. Maybe not from day one, but you know he, he has the potential to be a top-level corner in the NFL, so I see Seattle going that way. They could also go quarterback as well, especially if someone's available that they like at number nine, but right now I have them going the cornerback, Keely Ringo, at 10. I have the Steelers taking tackle Peter Skransky from Northwestern. Um, they have Okafor on the right side right now. They have just basically some stop gaps on the left and right side, in my opinion. Um, Gin Skaronski is a guy that can come in and protect Kenny Pickett's blind side um, for the next five, six, five or ten years, or whoever the starting quarterback is for the Steelers. But obviously they invested a first-round pick in Kenny Pickett last year. Um, so obviously they're hoping he's their long-term answer. And at the 10th pick here, it's projected 2023 NFL draft. They get someone that can protect his blind side. Well, with that, that will include this Roman League episode. The draft is nine months away, but it's never too early to talk, start talking about who will go high next April. I think quarterbacks and edge rushers will rule the day come day one of the draft next year. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanOLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.